This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 263. We are the music podcast you love. We'll do the big new releases this week in a second. Also, my 11-year-old niece was in town they spent a few days with me, uh, niece and nephew, so I talked to her about music. It's an exclusive. Her name's Kylie. We talked about her Mount Rushmore, her favorite artist. So that's coming up. Also, we've moved Bobby and Eddie's music school over to this, a crazy moment from the CMA Awards involving Alan Jackson. We'll talk about that. Eddie and I talk about legendary artists who have never had a number one song. We'll talk to Nikki Six and Motley Crue. So all that's happening. Here's the biggest five Motley Crue songs, by the way. Because I was a little later than Motley Crue. That was very 80s. I really didn't get into music until the 90s, like early to mid-90s, where I was out trying to save up to buy tapes or CDs. And then that was Garth Brooks and Nirvana and both of those. It was never the Motley Crue stuff. Let's see if I know these. Number five, Shout at the Devil. These are the most streamed Motley Crue songs. I do know this song. Shout at the Devil. All right. Number four, Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, I know that one. You know that one too, right, Mike? I know that one, yeah. Number three is a really good song, Home Sweet Home. This is a good one. Way, I'm on my way, home sweet home. You know that one? I didn't know it was them, but I know the song. From movies? Yeah. In the interview with him in a minute, because Nikki Six was the, one of the guys that founded the band, I almost asked him, how he felt about their music being used in role models, if he thought that was real, but it, that was all Kiss music. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I did it. Uh, number two, Girls, Girls, Girls. And the number one Motley Crue song streaming of all time is Kickstart My Heart. So we'll talk Motley Crue with him, but also he has a band called 6AM, and they put out a song to help people that are going through addiction issues. Um, the song is called Maybe It's Time. Here's a clip of that. So you'll hear all about that song coming up. Just wanted to start with that. Let's do the new music top five. 
These are all stuff that I went, wow, sure would like to hear that, or maybe I've heard it already, but for one reason or another, it's made my top five. At number five, Justin Moore put out a live album. It's Live at the Ryman. Here's a new live version of Somebody Else Will. You know who wrote that, right? Adam Hambrick. Adam Hambrick, who's often on this show. Yeah. That's why I picked that one there. Maybe Adam can make a few more bucks from that. <laughs> At number four, Travis Tritt has a new song called Ghost Town Nation. It's his first single in almost 10 years. Here's a clip of that. Granger Smith put out a whole new album called Country Things Volume 1. Here's a new song called Country and You Know It. So you're going to hear the hook, you're going to hear a long guitar solo, and then Earl Doubles Jr. comes in to sing too. So it's basically a duet with himself. Here's that. I'm Earl Doubles Jr. I'm a country boy. I got something to say too. Listen up. If you live out in the boonies, if you grew up in the sticks, I know you're holding a cold one and got a dip in your lips. Scotty McCurry has a new song out today called You Time. And I need a little You Time. And finally, my friend, one of the, the singers in Nashville that I just can't get enough of, Caitlin Smith, has a new song with Old Dominion called I Can't. Love both of them, Caitlin and Old Dominion. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly was honorable mention. He has a pop punk new album out today called Tickets to My Downfall. Here's a new song called Concert for Aliens. Other new stuff. Daniel Bradbury has a new song called Girls in My Hometown. Michael Ray has a song out called Whiskey and Rain. Emily Wiseband has a new song out called Dumber. And J.P. Sachs has a new song called Maybe Don't. Country albums out. Carrie Underwood has a Christmas album out today. Terry Clark has a Christmas album out today. Band of Heathens have a new album called Stranger. Fillmore has a new album called State I'm In. And Lydia Lovelace has a new album called Daughter. There you go. Let me look on the, the hip-hop part here. Hmm. Two Chains got a record. Aesop Ferg. Uh, let's see. Over in the rock world, Will Butler of Arcade Fire has a new album out called Generations. Public Enemy has a new album. The Rolling Stones have a new album. And finally, Soup Jan Stevens has a new album called The Ascension. So there you go. How you feel about that? Real pretty good. Okay. The BobbyCast Music Poll of the Week. And you can answer this by following at the BobbyCast. Do you like it when country artists release Christmas albums? It's pretty split. Yeah. 57% say yes. 43% say no. I asked because three artists put out Christmas albums this week and... More have recently announced Christmas projects as well. So I thought, you know, it's tough to have one that's not cheesy but still borders on cheese because we love the cheese of Christmas, you know? Yeah. It's tough. Brett Eldridge's Glow, still maybe pound for pound my favorite. Casey Musgraves has just a wonderful Christmas album too. Alvin and the Chipmunks still rocks. (laughs) Uh, Any for you? I don't really like Christmas albums, no. But Brett's is like really good. 
That's the one you turn on around the house if you want to feel mature and still love it. That's good. That's good. Uh, Luke and Marin. Luke Combs, Marin Morris, lead the pack of nominees for the Billboard Music Awards as we start the music news this week. They each got four nods each. They're followed by Thomas Rhett and Marin Morris, who have three. Although that doesn't make sense because Marin Morris can't have four and he can't have three. Obviously, there's a typo in this, but it looks like Luke Combs and Marin Morris are leading. Uh, the Billboard Music Awards, hosted by Kelly Clarkson, air live from Los Angeles on October 14th on NBC. And the guy that's producing that has done a podcast on this show, Robert Eaton. Mm-hmm. He, he also does the CMAs. Uh, close with him. So check that out. You can go back and hear an old episode of him because he's on talking about his life and how he became a TV producer. It's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Post Malone does lead with 16, by the way. Those that I read, the leaders in the country were four, but Post Malone has 16. The killer of John Lennon apologizes to Yoko Ono. The man who killed the Beatles icon says he did it for the glory. Mark David Chapman was denied parole for the 11th time last month for the 1980 murder when he shot John Lennon in front of his New York City apartment. Newly released transcripts from the parole hearing reveal Chapman said he was angry at Lennon and jealous of the way he was living. He also said he had a list of three other celebrity targets if he wasn't able to kill Lennon. He apologized to Yoko Ono saying he just judged him without knowing what kind of man he was. They didn't let him out, by the way. I said that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah not at all. No chance, right? When I mean, you murder somebody and you say it's for glory, mm-hmm. you have to go in and go, I was so wrong. I'll... Because he could go out and kill again for a little more glory. What's he got to lose now? BTS fans, rejoice. The K-pop band performed a Tiny Desk concert, and it took about 25 minutes to break the NPR series record for most views on the first day. It got over 6 million views in less than 24 hours. Fun fact... Eddie and I got invited to do a Tiny Desk concert. Really? Mm-hmm. Right before Corona hit. Oh, dang. And we didn't, we didn't do it because we weren't flying anywhere. Maybe BTS, they're doing it at their own Tiny Desk and recording it at their house. Looks like they built one, yeah. That's interesting. We could do that, the Raging Idiots. Yeah. But we did get invited because sometimes they'll pick peculiar kinds of artists and more comedy, more like acoustic comedy. Maybe I should get back on that. Bruce Springsteen wrote a whole new album on a guitar a fan gave him. How cool would that be if you're the one that gave him that guitar? <laughs> and you see he wrote a whole new album on it. Why Spotify has so many bizarre, generic, fakish artists? The platform is filled with search-optimized spammers, and there's no end. These accounts just constantly re-upload the same tracks. On Spotify, if your music ranks highly for a generic search term like relaxing or white noise, you can accumulate enough listeners to steadily make hundreds, if not thousands of dollars with almost no effort at all. Isn't this wild? It's nuts. They've just figured out how to game the system. Yeah. It's like a numbers game. While the platform pays only in the neighborhood of a third of a penny per stream. And if you're not Drake, it's tough to make a whole, whole, whole lot of money. But if you're in there for one of these search terms like music to relax. It just comes up. It just comes up. Crazy. Mike, did your old punk band have a... I guess it's not on Spotify, huh? It was on MySpace. Yeah, how'd that go? You can set your URL, so we set it to our band name slash error. So anytime anybody would hit like an error page, it would go to our page and it would get a lot of streams. Really? Yeah. Pretty good. All right, there's your music news. There's the big new releases. Let's get going with today's show. Thank you, guys. Eddie's here with me. We're going to talk about surprising artists who have never had a Hot 100 number one hit. Mm. So massive, but never got that all wonderful, straight number one song. So this was uh, inspired by an article I saw about legendary artists who have had this. Um, And so I pulled some of these here. This is 
if you're looking for it, it's off of Insider. Right, Mike? That's where the article is? Yeah, on Insider. Off of Insider. So, first of all, James Brown. Ooh, huge artist. Never had a number one. He charted over 90 songs on the Billboard Hot 100, including Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, or It's a Man's World, or <laughs> there it is, or I Got You, which I, f- I feel good. Did you know uh, that's called? No, I thought it was called I, f- I Feel Good. I Got You, I Feel Good. That was the closest he had, peaking at number three. Wow. Living in America hit number four. From Rocky? Um, before, But it was before. Was that made just for Rocky? I, I feel like it was because that's the only place I remember hearing it. Living in America. Like Apollo's Apollo. going down. Yeah. The and then aisle. he gets killed. That was the night he got killed mm-hmm. by the yeah, Russian. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, Nirvana. Millions of albums sold, plenty of posters, plenty of t shirts with a smiley face Dang. with the yellow, but never had a number one. You, you think they could have eventually? Nah. I mean, it smells like Teen Spirit. Probably the biggest Peaked thing they ever Number six. Yeah. It's it was tough in that genre to just dominate because the Billboard Hot 100 is all genres. Yes, correct. And this is early '90s, so you're going against some big pop artists. They were pop for a that was pop for a bit, but yeah, um, this is their biggest song, number six. Smells like Teen Spirit. Here you go. God, I love this album. You remember this coming out or hearing it for the yeah, first time? All of it. What'd you think? I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with what they what they stood for, which I didn't really know. I just <laughs> yeah, saw a bunch of dudes age. in raggedy clothes, and that's what I wore. And people that were kind of upset at everything, and yeah. I didn't really know why, but so was I. And it was cool because we were in an age where like we we didn't have our music before us was you know like the early '90s stuff, or early pop stuff, or whatever. And then in rock, it was hair metal, and that really just didn't feel like us. When this came out, it's like we have our music. Yeah, th- but this and like the Garth and McGraw '90s. Correct. That, that was my 90s, like 90s country into alternative. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, there was a time where it was just country, then it was country, and the, then it just got to be really Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Allison Chains, yep. and that was really it for a while. Yeah, same here. Yeah, they never had a number one, number six there. Uh, Shania Twain's never had a, a, a number one. That's crazy. All over. Mm-hmm. She has country ones, but Hot 100's all genres. So she's the first and only female artist to have three consecutive albums to be certified diamond. Over 10 million units sold. Wow. But You're Still the One peaked at number two. Probably her biggest pop, yeah, her biggest pop song. From This Moment On, That Don't Impress Me Much, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, 4, 7, and 23. Wow. Number two, she got so close. Johnny Cash's 49-year career None. only had one top 10 hit. And what do you think his, what do you think it was? A Ring of Fire. Mm-mm. Give me another one. Uh, walk the line. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hurt. Let me give you a little more. No. He only had one song in his entire career crack the top 10, which was a 1969 song. Okay. It was live. Oh, okay. Folsom Prison Blues. Mm-mm. Come on. <laughs> Boy Named Sue. There you go. He was big and bent and gray and old. Peaked at number two. He didn't write it. How do you do? That's a great list, man. These are, like, you're right, legendary artists without number ones. Green Day never had a Hot 100 number one. I feel like they still have time, right? Ooh, it's tough, because right now the pop sound isn't that, Mm -hmm. but they are still making good music. Uh, The highest charting song, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, peaked at number two. Yeah. 
Because it's gotta be, if you're not in the pop world, it's gotta be so big in its respective format that it ends up on the pop station mm. and then has to go number one there. Yeah, it's tough. But this was a big pop song. Right, turn that up a little bit. Not my favorite Green Day song, but it was later a Green Day. But it was big. Yeah, like my favorite Green Day, because again, first time I heard the Dookie album, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know, I like punked. Basket like punk, yeah. Well, do you have the time <laughs> yeah, to listen to me? Why? I was like, wow. And like Longview, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, dang. <laughs> yes. Mike, I know you're a punk guy now. Yeah. But do you like Green Day? I love Green Day. One of my favorite bands. Aren't they really? like Founding Fathers? They're like, Dookie is like the ultimate pop punk album. Pop punk. Yeah. Because straight punk would probably be like Ramones or stuff when they're like duking on each other. and <laughs> <laughs> Like Ramones and Misfits. But Green Day is like... Misfits. Pop punk. Pop punk. Uh, One Direction. They got number two with best song ever. That's shocking. How long was their career? Less than five years? Probably about that. Just guessing. Enough to be around for a long time, Mm -hmm. but not long enough to really. Who's your favorite? Harry. Me too. And I'm telling you, if he wasn't in One Direction, he'd be the biggest rock star we have. Yep, I agree. His record is so good. So good, man. And it doesn't sound like One Direction. Sounds like a guy that loves 70s and 80s rock with, with some new kind of texture now, you know, but it's so good. I think Niall Horan's pretty good too, but I yeah. just I just like Harry's music a little better. I like Harry's music, but I like Niall's style. Yeah, I like too. the singer-songwriter vibe, but mm-hmm. I feel like Harry just crushed that last record. And I never would listen to it, but Caitlin <laughs> just plays it all the time. I can't believe we're talking about I know every direction. song on it. <laughs> yeah. uh. This, I like Adore You, though. Like, Walk through fire for you. Let, please let me. The Nile you. stuff? No, oh, Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, 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 slow. Walk through fire for you. Just let me adore you. Yeah, that's good, man. I got a little confused on the Nile to Harry. But yeah, I like Nile Horn. Slow hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Springsteen doesn't have a number one. Wow. What do you think his only number two was? Uh, Born in the USA. Dancing in the Dark. What? Even if we're just Dancing spent four weeks stuck in the runner-up slot behind Prince when doves cry. So what was born in the USA? Like? Not a number one. I'm mean, not a number two, so. What on earth? I'm not doing their top two or three <laughs> songs. <laughs> okay, I don't okay. know. Fair enough. Imagine Dragons. They have flirted with it a few times, getting as high as number three with Radioactive in 2013. I liked the song when it came out. I did too. I felt like they got a bad rap. I like the band. Because people were like, what a douchebag. I think they thought he, they, they were douchebags because he was muscular and wore t-shirts and kind of showed it off. Yeah. I like. I never I had a problem too. with him. I felt like people were jumping on him unfairly. And I feel like this is another one where they still have, they still have time. Uh, Believer was at number four and Thunder was at number four. Thunder. Thunder. The Thunder is a jam. Uh, Backstreet Boys have sold millions of records. Not hit number one. Wow. Quit playing games with my heart. Number two. Better you know, than I like it that way. I want it that I way. I want it that way. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they've hit number one on other charts, but the big one they yeah, haven't. That's this is the big one. Missy Elliott has gone as high as number two twice with Work It. Jam. I loved it. What's the backwards part again? Same thing. Flip it in reverse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there another Missy Elliott? That's the only one, Mike. Uh, that's the only one. Okay. Uh, one, two, step as well. Wasn't Sierra on that with her back in the day? Uh, CCR, Creed's Clearwater Revival, mm. who I probably know every song. 
just my stepdad was a big I listen to classic rock all the time it's what he listened to and so I had a I love CCR, so I went on my own little path to be a fan of them. I wonder what the highest song is, though. They've had the most number two peaking hits. Number two. With oh, so they've had multiple Five that oh. have hit number two. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Who Will Stop the Rain? Who Will Stop the Rain is one of them. Travel and Band slash Who Will Stop the Rain. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and then there's the other Rain song. Uh, have you ever seen the rain? Mm-mm. Not in there? Mm-mm. Fortunate you, Son. You have Proud Mary, which is Fortunate Son. Okay. Yeah. No, this is not. This that's fort- not. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunate Son is literally Fortunate Son. Yeah. Proud Mary. Um, you also have Bad Moon Rising. There's oh, a bad yes. moon on the rise. Which a lot of people like to They think it says there's the bathroom on the right. Never thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Green River is another one that was at number two. Yeah, but I, Eddie, I guess uh, fortunate son. It ain't okay. me. It ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't no, no fortunate, fortunate son. Oh, it's so good. A fortunate one, Senator son. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, here it That's is. That's it. This reminds me of Forrest Gump or yeah. any Vietnam era documentary. Anything about Vietnam protests. And this was a protest song. Yep. You know, like, hey, I don't get the option to not have to go fight for our country. It ain't me. I'm not a rich kid. I'm no fortunate one. I'm no senator son. So good, dude. I just got chills when you broke that down. Yeah. Ooh, the red, white, and blue. Jam. Uh, Bob Dylan has never had a number one song. I believe it. I, I, although probably other people have had number one songs with his. Well, he got a number two with Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jam. Oh, how's it Man, feel? I love Bob Dylan and my kids hate him. They just can't stand it. When I play Bob Dylan, they're like, please turn this off. This is terrible. Rainy Day Woman also was, uh, was close. Yeah. Um, right, let me see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only a couple more of these. Uh, Cheryl Crow, who I, first CD, no, set, I had a tape. I had the tape. Cheryl Crow, Tuesday Night Music Club, listened to all the time. And All I Want to Do stalled at number two on the chart for six weeks. So close. Mm-hmm. So here's a clip of All I Want to Do is Have a Little Fun Before I Die, said a man next to me out of nowhere. <laughs> all I want to do is have some fun. Mike, do you have that clip? I get the wrong all, all I want to do, my bad. What's the one you have? Play that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's Jennifer Nettles. <laughs> Sugar Land. Yeah, yeah, my one. Yeah. Cheryl Crow was, all I want to do is have a little fun before I die. Said a man next to me out of nowhere. Mm. I'm sure his name's Billy or Bill or Bob or Buddy. Or, Dude, you know all the words. I, I, the names I probably messed up. <laughs> um, my favorite Cheryl Crow song is Strong Enough. That's I had to play that one. in here before. Oh, oh, here we go. Let's see how I get that. Strong enough went to five. If it makes you happy, went to ten. Oh, I like if it makes you happy. That's good. If it makes you happy. Yeah, Jam. Kid Rock collaboration picture went to number four. She had a bunch. Wow, that was big. Every day's a winding road. You know, she was a teacher before she. No, I didn't know that. Music. Yeah. Crazy. She's a she's a rock star. That's what she is. I only have a couple more. The Who. They had one song cracked the top ten. I can see for miles in 1967. Really. Yeah. That's early The Who. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower. His biggest only went to number 20. Written by? Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Marley. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. He was, how how high did he get? Well, number high. 51. 51? That was the highest Bob Marley ever got, and people love Bob Marley. Marley and his band, The Wailers, released dozens of songs before one reached 51 on the charts. Jamming. 
Roots, rock, and reggae. Oh, wow. I was reading a story about Bob Marley yesterday because I am a nerd, and I'm not a huge Bob Marley fan, mm-hmm. but one of the writers to No Woman, No Cry is a guy that didn't write the song, but it's a guy who was running a soup kitchen for people... Jamaica? Yeah. Is that where he's Jamaica. from? Mm-hmm. And so he wanted him to keep getting the royalties to keep the soup kitchen going. So really? He's credit as a writer. Get out. Isn't that crazy? That is so interesting. I didn't know that, dude. That's crazy. Never that's, know what you're going to learn on this hey, show. That's Bob. That, that was Bob for it, you. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, he died such a long time ago. And I don't know. Listen, and all humans are extremely multifaceted, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were wonderful parts of them, but if you read those stories about how he got his songs played on the radio in the early days... Oh, yeah, he was renegade style. With the go up with a gun? Yep. Yeah, he would go to Island Records with a gun and his, and his whole crew, you know, they'd all look scary and just be like, you're playing our music. You're yeah. going to sign us today. <laughs> you're going to make us famous. That's that Suge Knight Vanilla Ice stuff where they're hanging the Vanilla Ice by the ankles <laughs> over the, the hotel balcony. Well, it's it, it, and it's not even just that, too. Like, if you look at how all the kids he has and all the different wives, or the one wife he had, but kids with a lot of other women, and it's it just a different lifestyle that <laughs> nowadays we'd be like, oh, my gosh. Well, I hope you guys like that little part of this show. Um, Eddie, promote your podcast if people are looking for something else to listen to. The Sore Losers Podcast. Me, Lunchbox, and Ray, we talk sports. Just a lot of guy talk. I mean, I get just the biggest laughs with these guys and have a really good time doing this podcast with them. All right, there you go. Check out the Sore Losers Podcast. There you go. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash, alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. 
St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Kylie, what should we call this segment? Um, I don't know. Music Kylie likes or music kids like or music Kylie and the kids like? Which one? The third one. Music Kylie and the kids like? Yes. Love it. All right. You're how old? Um, 11, about to be 12. When do you turn 12? October 2nd. Oh, coming up pretty quick. Okay, nice. And we do something on this show where we talk about what we call Mount Rushmore of favorites. Now, do you know what Mount Rushmore is? Yeah. What is it? It's like this mountain that has all the like famous people on yeah, it. Yeah, the presidents. Yeah, good for you. Who knew you were so smart? <laughs> what, the, what the crap? Do you know any of the presidents that are on it? Can you give me one of them? George Washington? Boom. Perfect. Can you name another one, though? <laughs> um, Abraham Lincoln. Boom, too. We're going to leave it there. Great job. Okay, so there are four heads on Mount Rushmore. Right, they're the four big presidents. So what we do, though, is we'll assign different categories where if you had to make a Mount Rushmore of your favorite artists, singing artists, mm-hmm. what would they be? And there would be four of them, okay? So you get four favorite singing artists. What's number one? Um, Ariana Grande. Why do you love Ariana Grande? Um, because she sings good music. Mm-hmm. Does she ever put out any songs where you're like, nah, I don't really like that one? Sometimes. Oh, really? What's your favorite Ariana Grande song? Um, Stuck With You. Is that the Justin Bieber one you were making me listen to last night? Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good song, huh? Mm-hmm. How long have you been a fan of Ariana Grande? Um, four years, maybe. Wow. Do you ever wear the cat ears? No. <laughs> no. That's, who would wear that? That's, this is your jam right here? Do you know how to, do you know the words? Yeah. Go ahead. You don't want to sing with it? Just, just a little bit. You got it. Come on. There it is. Pretty good. Nice. Come on. You like Justin Bieber? Kind of. I like his music. Okay. We had this talk, though. Yeah. You said, well, it's kind of weird, though. But then I said, then I said what? What did I tell you that, that, that made him seem a little cooler? Caitlin went to church with him. That's right. Him and Caitlin went to church together. And she said he was super nice. And that's pretty cool, right? Anytime you hear somebody's nice. You ever met a celebrity? Um, not, well, I met you. Ever met a real celebrity? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Ariana Grande's number one. Number two. Um, Louis Capaldi. Wow. And you like him because? 
I like his music. <laughs> He's a big boy singer. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Louis Capaldi song? Um, Someone You Loved. Oh, that's a good one. Do you ever check him out on Instagram? Not really. He's pretty funny. That's your jam here. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah. Not really. Okay, so you have Ariana Grande, Louis Capaldi at number three. Well, I wouldn't say he's like a big music artist, but he's a TikToker and he makes music also. <laughs> okay, hey, it's your list. They can be your okay. favorite people that do music. His name's Jaden Holster. Never heard of him, but that doesn't mean he's not cool. Jaden Holster, and why do you like him? Um, when he sings music, he doesn't really just like sing random stuff. He usually sings what he's thinking about. Interesting. That's his songwriting technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how old is he? Do you think? I think he's like 18. Okay. I don't really know. So a little too old for you, but you still like him? I like his music. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still on TikTok a lot? Um, yeah. How's that going for you? Well, I had to get a new account, so not that good. Why? <laughs> because I forgot my password and had to get a new phone. So you, both things... Happened. You had to get a new, a whole new account. But what about all the followers? Because I had reposted you once, and you got like a thousand followers. On my very first account, I had, I like now on that very first account, I have four hundred and five followers. Yeah. But on the account I have right now, I only have like fifteen. Well, that's because you had to change accounts. I know. What's your TikTok name? Um, bet underscore on underscore Kylie two. Oh, like bet on Kylie. Yeah. B E T underscore. On, on underscore, underscore Kylie, K-I-L-E-Y, number two. Or just two. Yeah, number th- number two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why is it bet on Kylie? I don't know. A lot of my friends were doing it, so I just did it, and, like, everyone keeps on changing theirs, but I just don't want to change it. Okay, you have one more artist you can put in your Mount Rushmore. Okay. Who would it be? Um, I'll say Justin Bieber. Well, you just said he was weird. Well, he, just because he's weird doesn't mean I don't like his music. Okay. I expect you to say Bruno Mars. Oh, yeah. Bruno Mars. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can, whichever one. I just. Yeah, Bruno Mars. Because that's mostly what we play when, when it's like I'm going to hit music for you. It's Bruno Mars. Yeah. Do you like Bruno Mars? If you, now, am I going to push you in a direction? But if someone said you can only listen to one person's music for a week, is it Bruno Mars or is it Justin Bieber? Bruno Mars all you, the way. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Your fourth person is? Bruno Mars. You committed to this? Yes. Okay, Bruno Mars it is. That's your fourth person. What's your favorite Bruno Mars song? Um, I don't really know what the names are. <laughs> What's, sing it to me. Sing that. What's that slow one? Uh, I don't really remember. Yeah, come on, you got this. Oh, this one's good, though. You know this one? Yeah, yeah. You don't listen to the bad words in these songs, right? I don't know. Sometimes. What? But you don't say them. No, I don't say no, them. No, you can't say them. You know, I don't, I don't cuss at all. I haven't said a bad word in years and years. So you don't say bad words either, right? No. All right, what grade are you in? Um, sixth grade. How's that working out for you? Good. You like it? Mm-hmm. Your friend's nice to you? Yeah. What's cool about school? What's your favorite subject right now? Um, band. Yeah? What do you do in band? Um, I play the flute. You do? Are you any good? I don't know yet. 
<laughs> so how in the world did you pick band? Um, well, my friend Emily was signing up for band, and she wanted me to sign up with her. So I did, and then she ended up signing up for something that I wanted her to sign up for. Okay, so you guys, but what did, what did she sign up for you? Choir. So you're both doing band and choir. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. In the same classes, too. Really? That's pretty cool. How's school? You wearing a mask in class all day? Yeah. How's that? Um, terrible. Why? Because it's really hot. But, I mean, it's good that I wear it because it keeps me from getting sick. Yeah, I agree with that. And getting other people sick. What's your favorite TV show? Um, either Friends or Bob's Burgers. <laughs> what the? Not really what I expected her to say. No. I also like Friends. You like Bob's Burgers? I like Bob's Burgers. But how come last night when I said, here's Netflix, here's my account on Netflix, oh. that you didn't pick either one of them? Well, because I wanted to rewatch Riverdale again. Mm-hmm. And why? <laughs> because I like that show. Who is the guy that you say is your boyfriend? I don't. Not anymore, at least. Who was it? Josh Richards. And who is he? A TikToker. Okay. He's not your boyfriend anymore? No. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll conclude this, this what kids like and what Kylie likes segment. What are you drinking over there? Um, Starbucks. But that's not just a Starbucks. It's the most... Caramel ribbon oh. crunch wrap. She was like, can I get the s'more carbon ribbon chocolate double cookie? Uh, Nuh-uh. Um, it, it was the most sugar-infested thing I'd ever seen in my life. So what is that again? Uh, caramel crunch ribbon wrap frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. That's a lot of words. Yeah. All right, did you have fun? Yes. Are you having fun here hanging yes. out with me in Nashville? Yes. How long was the drive? Do you remember? Six hours and 30 minutes. And how'd that feel? Um, boring. Right? What did you do the whole time? Um, sleep and watch TikToks and make TikToks. You made TikToks in the car? Yeah. So if I go to bet underscore on underscore Kylie number two, I'm going to see car TikToks? Well, you're not going to see car TikToks because I have them in my drafts. Oh, you couldn't load them up yet? No, I haven't loaded them up yet. All right. Have you had fun here at the house? Definitely. All right. And you'll have the swimming pool's fun? Yes. Okay. That's it. We're done with this segment. Okay. What would you like to say to, in conclusion? Goodbye. That's it. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Nikki, good to talk to you again. You know, uh, I'll, I'll start with this. Like, how did you get all these artists together for this song, Maybe It's Time? Well, the song was uh, de- written by uh, me, James, and DJ in 6 a.m., Destination to be for the Heroin Diaries musical. And then the idea was I wanted to get some super, super high-level pop, and uh, country artists to be on this song uh, because when we were working with the musical, I wanted to elevate the conversation. That's what the whole musical uh, is destined to be, is what Rent was for HIV, the Heroin Diaries will be for the opiate epidemic. And uh, coronavirus hit, as we all know, and everything stopped. So we had this song and we still wanted to do something, but we didn't know what for. I mean, obviously, we want to do it for a reason. So um, tied into the Global Recovery Initiative Foundation uh, and to donate all the money from Maybe It's Time to that. And it was really easy. I called up Slash and I said, hey, this is kind of this idea I want to do. I want to do kind of a bit of a blue-collar version of the song with some pretty pump uh powerful 
singers and I'd love your guitar work on it. And Slash's like, yeah, fine. I go, do you want to hear it? And he goes, no, man. No, if you, this is important to you, it's important to me. And that's the kind of guy Slash is. And the conversations just, just kept going like that. I just called up people and they were like, anything you need. Um, and so then we put this together. A guy named Rob Cavallo produced the track. And um, I was in the middle of a move, uh, sold my house in Los Angeles, moved to Wyoming. So it was kind of hard for me to be there. So having Rob there and James Michael from 6 a.m. there to really oversee these vocals and stuff was just fantastic. And everybody just did just a great job. Like guys like Corey Taylor, Corey just like, you know, called me up and goes, you know, I heard through the grapevine because like his tech knows Slash's tech that you're doing this thing, I want to do it. I get, it got to be that that positive of a um, project. Yeah, you mentioned Corey from Slipknot. What's he like to hang out with? I mean, does he act the same with and without the mask on? He's such a positive dude. He's a great dude. He's real. I I, I really like artists that are real and that are have like a lot of different layers to them, a lot of depth. One of my... I guess one of my kind of complaints about where we're at musically in a lot of cases is it sounds a lot like bands are writing for radio. They're writing to be on a certain, like, hey, let's write a song that'll fit on the, the workout playlist. And they're starting to all use the same producers and the same sounds, and it's like this chord progression. There's, there's a study out there that producers read that will tell you what a hit song is. And there's these different combinations of chords and where the minor and the major fit and this whole thing and it's just not Led Zeppelin it's not Aerosmith it's not Metallica it's not real and I'm really proud to, of these artists that came up and, and wanted to work on this because that's what they're doing with their careers they're trying to add depth and dimension they're talking about things that are not uh, well, they're talking about things that are like statistically not popular sometimes too. Like this, like maybe it's time is not a conversation that people are openly willing to have about the opiate epidemic and solutions because it's a it, it's not a pretty you know dinner conversation. But I think that if more parents and more people and more families and more businesses were having these conversations. And by donating all the money to the Global Recovery Initiative uh, Foundation, they can get the information there on where to get help. And the other thing people are just not really aware of is the reuse pattern on sobriety. So when people do come in and they, they get clean and whatever the situation is, there's a million different scenarios, um, a lot of cases, like, they may make a week and then fall off the wagon and have a drink, or they may make a month and... Um, I had a situation. I'm almost 20 years sober now, so it had to be. Oh God, it had to be a long. Well, it was a long time. It was like a quarter century ago. But I was about four years sober, three or four years sober, and um, I, I slipped. I, I fell off the wagon, and I was really bummed and ashamed. But what I wanted was to figure out what I did wrong, how I could do it better, so I could live a life of sobriety, and be able to be in the position I'm in right now in my life with, you know, kids and a wife and, you know, a career. And um, I got a lot of dirt thrown on me. A lot of people, what's wrong with you? I'm ashamed of you. You could do better. Don't you know what you're doing to your fans? Don't you, what about the record company? What about this? And 
I was like, nothing was about me. It wasn't about like, you know, Nikki, here's a helping hand. So 6 a.m. really tackled some of these subjects in the past. And we wrote that song, Accidents Can Happen, about that. And about, you know, it's not, it says, you know, accidents can happen. It's only one day. It's not your whole life. Now, I'm not saying that people should be, uh, you know, getting clean and sober and then being, uh, thinking that, that slipping and falling off the wagon is a good thing because, unfortunately, a lot of people die that way. But anyway, you know, back, back to the subject at hand. You know, this is very important to me. There's real artists. It's a real song, real producer. A real initiative, I think, is important. And I appreciate you taking your time to talk to me about it. Every time you stream, maybe it's time, or you watch the video, a contribution is made to help someone in recovery, which I think is fantastic. And, you know, a second ago you brought up that you like real bands who have a reason to get into it, like, you know, a, a central core reason to, to get into being a band. When you guys, because yeah. you co-founded Motley Crue, when you guys started, if you had to go back and assign a mission statement to that band, what would, what would it be? To that band or any band? To that band. Like, you, like what were you guys about? Because you guys were as real as it could be. What was that about? We don't care what you have to say because it doesn't matter to us. That was our whole point. People would try to talk to us about our music, and we're like, hands up. We don't want to hear it. I still don't want to hear it. I write music because I want to write about something that is pissing me off, making me happy, inspiring me, whatever it is. I don't want to write based on analytics and playlists. I don't want to write songs based on record companies telling me that the number one selling album on their label is this, so now you guys should be this, or you should cut your hair like this, or maybe you should dress like... I hate it, dude. I just think artists need to be artists. And you go back historically, and the bands that have, are still here or the bands that really made an impact, whether it was folk, pop, disco, rock, heavy metal, glam, Bowie, Elton John, Aerosmith, Queen, they were all expressing themselves as themselves, not as what somebody else wanted. And I think that, that I'm really proud about that. Whether you like Motley Crue or don't like Motley Crue, you can drop a needle anywhere on a record if you have a record, and you know, every ounce of what you're hearing was real. Every ounce of what you're hearing is real. As the band really cared, really played their own instruments. Nobody played the guitar parts on a keyboard. I remember this friend of mine went to a songwriting session and he brought his guitar and the producer says, what's that? And he goes, well, I brought my guitar because I might have some like inversions to do with it. And he goes, we don't play, we don't use guitars here anymore. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man. Like, take me away. Take me away. <laughs> I watched uh, The Dirt, really enjoyed it on Netflix. How did you feel about the way that you were portrayed in The Dirt? Uh, you know, I don't know. I asked my wife, I go, is that, is that me? She goes, pretty much. So I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a weird thing watching yourself and also you know i'm I'm sick i'm my 60s right so um a lot of that stuff isn't really applicable to me anymore and um i can watch it from the outside but i I don't really i don't have an ego i don't believe in ego i think ego is your downfall so to me the movie was uh entertainment for our fans and an opportunity to write some new music but i i wasn't like I got a movie, a 
about myself or anything like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, just watching it, and again, really enjoyed it and, and know you guys' story and know your story. Do you feel like, though, and you mentioned Metallica earlier, do you feel like that you guys inspired bands like Metallica later on? Oh, God, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I, th- I think one of the one thing about us is we sort of just like doing our own thing. Oh, and I, I enjoy other bands, but I, I don't really... I don't really look at like a camaraderie among bands. I, I kind of like Metallica's their band, Aerosmith's their band, Motley Crue's their We're all our own individual thing, so I'm not sure. I can tell you I was influenced by Aerosmith, though. I can tell you that. They were like, they were my Rolling Stones. 6 a.m. presents Artist for Recovery song called Maybe It's Time. It's helping raise money for the Global Recovery Initiative during National Recovery Month. It features Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour, Joe Elliott, Brantley Gilbert, Ivan Moody, Slash, AWOL Nation, and Tommy Vex. So I encourage you guys to check it out. Every time you stream it or watch the video, it's actually helping someone with recovery. Um, appreciate you coming on, Nikki, and thanks yeah, for talking man. with me. Do you know the Motley Crue's number one streaming song? You talk about streaming. Do you know what it is? I don't. What would you assume it would be? Uh, I don't know. You know, the, the, the weirdest song in our catalog is this song, Kickstart My Heart, because... I was, I'd gotten clean and sober after Girls, 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 and was writing that album, writing the songs for the album. Um, we were pretty much done with the record, and my manager came by my house, and I write most of my music on an acoustic guitar, just because it's loud, and I just play really hard, and I don't even play guitar, so you can imagine what it sounds like. But I, I, he's like, what, what is that you're playing? And I go, oh, it's this song, kind of this punk rock song. And he goes, oh, are you going to show it to the band? And I go, nah, it's just not really meant for Motley Crue. And he goes, well, I, you're going to show it to the band, because I think that, that really would be a great song for your record. And I said, okay. So then he came by rehearsals, like the last day of rehearsal before we went to record the record. And he goes, you show the guys the song? And then Tommy goes, what song? And I go, nothing. And he goes, he goes, he has this song he won't show you guys. So Tommy goes, well, I want to hear it. And I was like, okay. So I kind of showed the part to Mick and to Tommy. And then Vince jumped. I handed him the lyrics. And they started, we started doing it. And they were like, this song's great. But this goes to show you that song is Maybe one of our biggest songs, but was never actually destined to be a Motley Crue song. Isn't that weird? So I don't know. Maybe that's one of the highest streaming ones. Your number one streaming song in Motley Crue is Kickstart My Heart. That's it. Right. Yeah, look at you. Well, I appreciate that story. And everybody listening, check out Maybe It's Time. Nikki, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for the time, right. and uh, hopefully uh, I'll catch you soon. All right, man. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. Right. See you later. Bobby and Eddie's Music School is now in session. Up in the morning and out to school. This was a segment that we used to do on the radio show. And so Eddie's on for two segments, this, this podcast. But we got a little too nerdy with it because we <laughs> really enjoy the nerdy, nerdy music stuff. Um, so we're going to put some of these really fun ones inside of this podcast since it's a music podcast. I'll go first. I have a story. Eddie has a story. So music school this week. The year was 1999. Both George Jones and Alan Jackson were having big success. George Jones had an album, Cold Hard Truth. It was 
one of the best performing records of his career. It peaked at number five on the country albums chart. So I'm going to play George, George Jones' choices here first. Here you go. I've had choices mm. since the day that I was born. So Choices was nominated for Single of the Year at the 1999 CMA Awards. It lost to the Dixie Chicks' Wide Open Spaces. But since the song was such a big hit and Jones was a nominee, the CMA said, hey, why don't you come perform during the ceremony? But there was a catch. The CMA said, hey, we only have a little bit of time to perform, so would you sing a shortened version of Choices rather than the full song? And he said, no, not for me, Hmm. and did not go to the awards. So this is where Alan Jackson came in. Alan Jackson was invited to perform on the show. He was asked to sing his song, Pop a Top. I don't know if you're familiar with Pop a Top. Mm -hmm. There you go. And by the way, on the chart, it had done better than George Jones' choices that year. So he kicks off the song like normal. And this is a very bubbly, cheerful song. So he's upbeat. He's playing the song. And no one knew what he was about to do on stage. Suddenly, in the middle of an instrumental break, like when people are playing solos... Jackson refused to sing his own song any longer. Instead, he broke into an emotional performance of choices that George Jones wasn't allowed to play, and the entire crowd cheered and rose to its feet. Wow. So, again, clip one. Here is a clip of Alan Jackson playing Papa Top as normal. Then you'll hear the instrumental suddenly stop, and then Alan Jackson comes back in. I had choices from the day that I was born. There were forces told me right from wrong. By the time he finished, he just walked off stage. He just finished it, handed his guitar, and walked off. Didn't even stay for the applause. Wow, I got chills. Isn't that crazy? So cool. And you know everyone in the control room is freaking out. Like, what is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? I love it. Awesome. All right, Eddie, your turn. What you got? All right, so you know Islands in the Stream, right, Kenny and Dolly? Okay, this for sure is nerdy, but I love it. So this song was written by the Bee Gees, the Gibb Brothers. I had no idea that it was written for it was written by them, one, and two, written for Marvin Gaye. So they, they wrote this intended for Martin Gaye. It's funny. That, Marvin Gaye? Is what I say. Martin. Marvin Gaye. It's funny, too, because at this point of their career, disco had come and gone. So they were writing. They mainly just songwriters instead of just coming up with disco songs or whatever. So they wrote this, and this is the demo here from 1983, intended for Martin for Marvin Gaye. But but also to uh, now we know who ended up recording the song, Big Smash, Kenny and Dolly. But uh, also they recorded. Uh, the background vocals. So in Kenny and Dolly's version... Really? I didn't know this part. The Bee Gees are singing the background vocals. Do we have a clip of their version, Ray? Right here. Stand alive. Stand alive. (laughs) I hear them. And then they put out a version later on on like a Greatest Hits record where they ended up re-recording the song for themselves. Yes. Did you know that? Yes, I didn't know that. Oh, do we have a clip of that one? Oh, no. So good. This has got to be the demo, right? Yeah, this is the demo Barry Gibb. Yeah, Barry Gibb. Yep. The, the, the most famous BG. And since we're nerding out too, uh, Barry Gibb later bought Johnny Cash's old house after Johnny died. Still here in Nashville, Tennessee. A little side note. Wait, he is? Yeah, he. I think he still owns it. Is he still alive? 
Barry Gibb, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll learn a little something on music. I mean, I hope today. he is. All, you know what? In my heart bones, he'll always be alive. Boom. In case he's not. <laughs> Just okay. covering yourself with that one. <laughs> okay, he's alive. Uh, is he alive, Mike? Yeah, he's 74. 74 years old. Where does he live now, does it say? He's my neighbor. I have no idea. Dude, that'd be amazing. Hey, Bobby, I brought you some uh, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> his teeth. All he uses is his teeth. <laughs> brought you some cookies. Brought you some cookies. All right, it doesn't say. All right, there you go. That's uh, Bobby and Eddie's music school. Class dismissed. That was Bobby and Eddie's music school. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.